in a world where frauds and scams can be disguised as legitimate opportunities and anyone can be a self-proclaimed business expert. Who do you trust? Before you invest time or money, listen in to make sure your business is in the clear. Welcome to the In the Clear Podcast. My name is Justin Reckler and I am your host today. And today we are going to be talking about the workplace. Uh, this is something that uh, I think at some point in time, whether you're an entrepreneur or you're an employee, uh, that we all have dealt with, we continue to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, and it's something that from a transparent perspective um, is super, super important to the success of, of any business. Uh, and today we actually have uh, Jason Troy, I'm sorry, Jason Troy, uh, who's an executive coach, uh, has been doing this for the last seven or eight years, and he helps businesses establish a transparent work culture uh, within their business. Uh, Jason, thanks for joining us on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me on the show and speaking to your fantastic tribe. Uh, Thank you so much. Well, Jason, talk to me a little bit more about uh, exactly what it is that you do as an executive coach. Well, people come to me for external issues, meaning that they'll have leadership challenge in their organization. They may have problems managing people. Um, they may have some conflicts, poor communication, you know, culture that's not on track. Or there's a second set of people that come to me that want to start a business that have been successful and now have reached a point where they want to do something else. And underpinning it all usually is people are in some sort of career crisis. They don't know what to do next and if they're really following their purpose. And so typically they're having some other challenges, but the real problem or 75% of it, at least is an internal problem. So part of what I do initially with people is more mini therapy, deep self inquiry, whatever you want to call it to really look at what people are doing because that solves most of the problems. And if you just deal with the external challenges, it's like putting a bandaid on a broken arm. I mean, sure, it's going to help to some degree, but it's only incremental. You get exponential increases when you start looking at the inside and looking at all the patterns that aren't serving you and the blind spots that are holding you back because that's where you get the most lift and get to the next level the quickest. I, I absolutely, uh, absolutely agree. So give me, give me an example of uh, a, a company, not, by all means, don't need to name names, but give me, give me an example of a company that um, uh, you saw a problem like this and, and, and what was the solution? Well, I mean, I've had one client who uh, is a very large company and they had a chairman who was the founder um, who still came into the business every day and they had a CEO. Well, the CEO really wasn't the CEO because the chairman was there every day and he had to acquiesce and, you know, talk to him and get decisions made. Well, that really made for a poor organizational structure. But the challenge is, it's not that the chairman wanted to go to work every day. It's that he didn't know there's anything else for him to do. He thought like his life was over at that point, right? I mean, not in the sense where like there's nothing left, but there are little things to do. So the only way to get out of that was a career issue, right? Like, what am I going to do? And so I helped him see the fact that there were a lot of opportunities out there to be more of an active investor. So he didn't have to go into day to day and do the work, but there was exciting things that he could do and make a lot of money at it and meet a lot of great people that he would have never met before. Well, what happened then is he stopped coming into the office and the CEO became the CEO 
And then I had to help him through a whole other set of issues, but then the whole organization just lifted up and there was massive lift in the company and massive growth. And they've done some incredible things since then, but that's a problem where you, you know, you have people who don't, aren't able to see beyond the four walls of the organization and they are holding everyone back in the company. And it's usually starts at the top. Yeah. And it, I, I, that leadership aspect is, is you're so spot on because it does, it does bleed down into, uh, you know, from, from the top down, it does bleed down into the employees and, and so forth. And that, that does have an effect on, um, on the company and business as whole. And over time, if, if, it, if it's not addressed, it ultimately builds up resentment in the, in the, in the workforce and uh, yes. it, it starts affecting productivity in the employees. And, and more importantly, you start losing folks. They start going other places. Right. And the issue comes is that, you know, you're, when people have to deal with, when you're dealing with this situation, it was people who don't have a lot as confident, there are past patterns or a lot of other stuff that come up that were the issue, right? And it's also the issue if you're a CEO and then you're not been the CEO really, there's confidence issues, there's doing a lot of other things um, that also then have to be worked on. They're not external things, they're internal issues. And that's the thing that you have to deal with when working with people at that level to get them results and behavioral changes fast. Um, otherwise it's either slow or the change is just really minor and it's not something that they can leverage over time. So um, they don't learn new things and they can't really get clarity on what's going on around them. They'll just fix the immediate problem and that's kind of it. Just like I said before, like putting a Band-Aid on it when they really need to set their arm because it's broke. Yeah, I, I absolutely um, love this conversation. It's, uh, um, it's something that, you know, Tony and I have both uh, experienced and we've seen uh, in, our, in our two businesses that we run. And, and of course, and in our eight-year-old who's on her sixth business, um, and you know, we, we have a saying that if you really, really want to grow yourself, be, become an entrepreneur and you know, the, the challenges to face that you have to face on the internal struggle, the personal growth and so forth, uh, is huge. And that doesn't always translate over into business because of, um, you know, it's a job. It's something that you do on an everyday basis. And so I love the fact that you're bringing the conversation to, uh, to the corporate sector that, um, hey, look, you know, you're, you're, the internal struggles that you're dealing with, uh, like you said, it's a broken arm. It's not a Band-Aid situation here. Let, let's, let's address that. And so you're, you're bringing that, that growth stuff to, uh, to corporate America. And I absolutely love that. Yeah, because the emotional, like an example is that if you are emotionally detached as an individual because growing up you grew up with parents that were very standoffish and they weren't very emotional with you um, and didn't do a lot of stuff, what happens is then the people that you manage or that are around you don't get that either. And then they feel like you're not engaged and you don't care and all that stuff causes problems. Well, that's, that's an internal issue that you have to overcome and that you have to then lead with vulnerability. Well, that's a, you know, unless you learn that and someone helps you, your ability to be successful will really be challenged. And at some point you'll hit a ceiling and then even that ceiling at some point, you'll eventually hit a valley because yep. that's just where people go. So I think people need to really realize that 
their biggest challenge going forth is their own blind spot. It's, it's not performance. And I think companies are dealing way too much on performance grading and not taking a look at emotional intelligence, soft skills, and everything else, because those are the things when you look at the research and data, separate out extraordinary people from people that are just very good. Absolutely. And I love the fact that you bring up to bring that up because um, it's one of the things that we see changing in business world. The business world is that the companies that get that, the companies that understand that, feed that and make sure their employees uh, have that need met. And, and the results are, are absolutely amazing. And, we're, and you see it across the board to where you get companies that, you know, you, you don't get a business, you don't get a title. You can make up your title, you know, um, and just little things that feed that emotional intelligence piece that affirms that aspect of, of humanity that that's for so long been uh, removed from, from corporate America. And so I, I love the fact that you're actually talking about this with businesses out there because um, it's huge. It's, it's really a game changer uh, from the sense that, uh, when we get back to that connectedness and, and diving into who we are and what makes us up, uh, that, that it changes the entire face of business. Yeah, because now they're doing research and they're showing that connection with other people is as critical as food, water, shelter, whatever the basic needs are. They've, they've linked that connection, um, the, literally the connection of connectivity with other people to that level. And so you need to build that in your organization. And when you really take a look at what makes companies like Google, like a number one workplace, it's that. People yeah. tend to look at the perks and everything else because that's what people highlight because it seems sexy, but that's really not what's it. It's that the engineers can spend 25% of their time working on stuff outside their own job and it's okay. So then they can actually be creative and they can harness their creativity instead of having to stifle it and just do a job because they have to do it. And then that makes them happier. And then they look around and they say, well, where else could I work that I could get this? Nowhere. And even if someone offered me more money, significantly more, I know I wouldn't be happy. And then I wouldn't have a chance to discover and do anything else. So why would I ever go anywhere else? Right. And that's, that's, that's the secret that goes on that people, miss when you research and talk to people who are there have been there for a long time and you know other organizations similar organizations the difference and it's the connectivity with the people and in fact when i was doing research for my ted talk the number one factor the only factor they could find across every single team that they looked at and they spent three years and spent i don't know three or four million dollars and hired researchers to basically build the perfect team at google like what would be <laughs> characteristics and what would make it up would it be iq would it be finding genius engineers and even even though the company obviously is in all engineers but is it genius technical people what is it well the number one thing they found out and the only thing was psychological safety and psychological safety is basically a fancy word for vulnerability. And in the sense that people on these teams knew each other um, in a personal way um, and what was going on and what went on, they were able to ask controversial questions in the group to challenge anyone's ideas. And they were just able to ask questions without people getting snarky or getting mad or upset about what was going on. And that was it. And they discovered it because one of the uh, researchers came across a team who the manager told the rest of the team he had cancer and he didn't know if he was going to make it or not. Mm. And they saw the team's performance climb and then they figured out that that was it. So really, when you look at it, 
it's not some fancy ping pong table. It's actually spending time getting to know people and their experiences, where they've been, what they've done, their highs and their lows. And then basically you can recreate what they've done in that company without spending almost any money to do it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And uh, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Jason Troy. Uh, he's an executive coach, and we're talking about the uh, transparent work culture. Uh, Jason, can you, can you share with our listeners uh, where they can find more information about you? Sure. You can go to my website. It's uh, jasontroy.com, and my last name is spelled T-R-E-U, so it's jasontreu.com. Fantastic. And when we get back from the break, I want to explore your TEDx talk a little bit further and uh, talk about your game, uh, Cards Against Mundanity. Uh, So stay with us. We'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur who speaks at conferences? Have you attended a conference and seen someone on stage you know is guilty of bad business practices? If you want to stand out from the crowd and give your prospective clients peace of mind, then make sure your business is in the clear directory. All of our members operate in transparency and are screened annually for frauds and scams. Stand out from the crowd and get in the clear directory. Visit clearbusinessdirectory.com forward slash join to sign up today. Welcome back to the In the Clear podcast. I'm your host, Justin Rekla, and today are we, we are talking about a transparent work culture with Jason Troy. Uh, he's an executive coach. He's been doing this for about seven or eight years, and he's uh, really help, helping shape the uh, internal struggles, the internal uh, functions of, of corporate America. And uh, Jason, you recently gave a TED Talk. So it looks, uh, t- t- tell us a little bit more about your TED Talk that you recently did. Well, what I wanted to do is I wanted to find a way to help uh, really create a great company culture without people spending money on it. Because what I found is that I think, I think that people can create like a Forbes top workplace in their company, no matter if it's two people or it's 20,000. But you don't need to spend the money. I think that people falsely believe it's true. And in fact, that's actually the wrong way to go about doing it. It's really about building deeper connections with people within the company. Because connection is the way that we've always lived our life, right? Back in the caveman days, if you weren't connected, you'd be dead, right? Well, our brain has not evolved any farther. So connections up there with food, shelter, water, and everything else. And they've, they've studied it and found out that loss of social connection is the same thing as not eating or drinking water. There's no difference in it. You'll die without it. I mean, your health will go down. When I was researching my speech, I found that loneliness um, is the highest rate it's ever been um, in the U.S. and beyond. It's up to 40%. And loneliness now, they've equated to smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So it's, uh, it will eventually kill you and it will shorten your life. It will shorten your mental abilities. It will pretty much take away everything from you without it. And it's at an epidemic proportion because the other thing I was researching and found out that in back in 1980, the average person had two to three go-to people in their life on people they could share secrets with or talk to about anything that's going on. Now it's down to zero to one. So it's really, we live in such a fractionalized world. And because of that, work now is now not work. It's our work and personalized, and we're getting so much more from it. So if organizations don't connect people at a deeper level, they're now going to get a workforce that's much less engaged. And in fact, Gallup had a poll, and they've done it, and you know, basically 68% or 69% of the workforce is disengaged. Yeah. in the United States and it's yeah. costing businesses $550 billion a year. And, it, and it's just climbing. It's not going down 
So we have to find a way to battle that. And if you're an organization, that really is a secret sauce, right? That's your competitive advantage in the marketplace is to get people who care about what they do, care about the people around them and want to do great work because then they'll work harder, they'll work, work longer. You won't get an argument over a $10,000 raise um, if they leave because they won't want to go. Yeah. And I, I, I love the fact that you're bringing this up. I mean, this, this is the concept of transparency that uh, we'd love to talk about because a lot of people think that uh, by being transparent around, you know, who you are, what you've got coming up for you in your life, uh, that those internal struggles that you, that you identified during the first uh, part of, of the show, um, you know, the old way of thinking is that, um, you know, the, well, that's, if I, if I show those things, then that's, that's a weakness. And, and actually from a, from a leadership perspective, uh, it helps build trust with your, with your workforce a lot faster, uh, and creates a culture that, uh, becomes fun to work at the place that you feel supported, uh, and you feel connected. And, uh, if, if, if your employees are being filled and having that need met, then they're likely going to contribute more because it feeds other people well. So it becomes this viral, it becomes this viral uh, feeling of people enjoy going to work because it's, they're getting fed. They're getting the substance that they need to, to show up and they're not just, checking the box and showing up at, at work and collecting the paycheck every two weeks. Right. And there's strength. And like you said, the trust is the key issue because I was reading things about Costco and how much, you know, the CEO, they have company meetings and people can ask any question they want and he'll answer any question that someone asks period. And if he doesn't, he'll follow back up with them and he'll go up and say, I don't know. I really don't have the answer to that. I'll have to go back and look at it. And people that I've known have been there and talked to people that were in the audience and the employees all say that it's a culture of trust. Right? Like we trust him because we know if we ask questions, we're going to get an answer. And it's not some deflection or some made up thing, or he's going to give us a BS answer. We know it's going to say it how it is, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, and then have a conversation. And I think that that's a challenge for people because most executives have imposter syndrome. They feel like they don't have the answers and they don't belong and they're just hanging on by their chin and by their teeth. And then if I tell people I really don't know, they're gonna get fired or something bad's gonna happen. But it's exactly the opposite, really. Is it the only way to combat that, right? Because it's bordering on shame, which shame exacerbates itself when you have silence and secrets and you don't share your story with people um, then it just gets worse. Right. And then, but instead, if you shine a light on it and talk about it, then you get rid of it. Right. So that's a huge issue I see with corporate executives doing it. Right. And most of my clients have issues at some point where they, they've lost their voice. And when they actually stand up and say what they think and feel, they usually had some moment that's like a massive epiphany in a real changing point, not only, you know, in their business, but their personal life. Um, it, but it's the fact of not doing that it causes a lot of people. So the transparency is absolutely critical um, in any organization to be successful, right? Because the problem also is, is that if you look at employees and one of the hardest employees that people tend to neglect and let them run free are people that are high performers that don't buy into the vision of values, right? People, now you're seeing this with Harvey Weinstein, sort of like, you know, got people that may be, you know, get their hands on people, do whatever, but they're the top salesperson. So what do you do? 
well, you know, you need to have boundaries and fire those people if they don't follow them. Um, you just can't let them reign free because they're performing high. But people in organizations have a very difficult time with that because they feel like, well, if I get rid of them, what's going to happen in my business, right? Absolutely. But what's going to happen is, is that other people will step up and will take over for that. But if you let that cancer in the organization, it starts to grow. And eventually, you're going to most likely have a huge problem that's going to come up from it. Yeah, absolutely. And well, it, it becomes, it, it just boils over. I mean, you can only keep so much of the, the internal stuff in for so long and um, before it gets there. And you're, you're in, energetically speaking, you know, when we were, when we were training agents, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we, we would talk about is that, you know, you can lie with your words, you can lie with your actions, but energetically you can't lie. And you're, if, yep. if, something, if something, something is wrong, with an organization if something's wrong with the leadership the employees are going to know regardless of what you're telling them because the inconsistencies in your energetic signature and so to let yes that, to let that build up and not address it it then starts to impact the entire organization and ultimately what it does is it creates a fear-based mindset along amongst the employees because yes because they they don't know what to expect Right. And it's just, and, and it's all about performance. Yeah. And so then when you try to tell them that this company is about this and this, I mean, it's obviously not true, right? Because you're basically saying is that if you perform, you can do anything you want, right? And that's, that's one of the biggest issues today with companies today is it's, it's really all about performance. And even when they say it's not, that's how they grade it. And so you're seeing people now starting to grade more on people's team performance and teams than just on individual contribute contributions into an organization. Um, but in some places that doesn't really, that's still not there, right? Really you don't see that much in sales and some, some other areas, but it's something that, you know, organizations need to look at because then people are also more self accountable, right? With other people and stepping up as well and not just waiting for the leadership to do something, which in some cases they may just not because of fear. Right, fear that it's all going to fall apart um, if we actually step in and do something, yeah. or fear that the, you know because the leadership doesn't have the answers and uh, yes is, is afraid to communicate. And what I've what I've learned that three of the most powerful words in the English language and the and in business is I don't know. It's true, and it works for people because then. It make and then if you say I don't know, but I'm gonna find out, makes you accountable. Exactly. And when you're accountable, then you will do the work to get there and move to the next point. And you know, I mean, it's getting back to the TEDx thing we we're talking about. So one of the, the one of the things I was researching on, I came across some research by um, this professor, uh, named Arthur Aaron, back in 1997, and he was trying to do some. He was just trying to find ways to build close relationships with people rather really quickly. And so he's working on grad students. And one of the things that he did was he had people who didn't know each other at all, never met each other, um, and then played a simple game. It was just question and answer. And the questions started off like really simple questions, like more background questions. And they got more in depth about, you know, you know, if you could, pick one year of your life to do over, which one would it be and why, right? And they ask each other 36 questions for right around 45 minutes. And, it, and they, the first group that he did like that were 54 
students that he had. And at the end of it, 30% of the people rated a relationship they just created with that complete stranger as closer than any relationship in their life at that point and that they had. Mm. And to me, that was really powerful. And they've, you know, done the study dozens and dozens of times, right? And this is before social media. And they've done it, you know, done the study again and gotten the similar results um, across the board with a whole different sets of, pair, you know, uh, different variables running inside of it. doesn't really matter what it is. The results are pretty much the same. And, I th- and, and when I dug into it and I've run it in groups of people, um, and that's where I took the game a little differently. Instead of doing it individually, I've done it in groups. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, is that when you have, when you share an experience in your life, right, with someone else, it's, you don't need to have someone else who's had a similar experience. They, they need to have had a similar emotional experience, meaning they needed to have disappointment. If they've had disappointment, they can empathize with your disappointment. Sure, it's great if someone's gone through something similar, and that does happen, right? But you just you don't need that alone. You just need an emotional experience, and you can relate so much better to people. And when you start doing that, you open up a conversation where people then start talking about anything. And when you look at vulnerability, it is a critical component to any relationship, right? Because one, show me any act of courage or bravery in a leader or a manager that you know that was not vulnerable, that they did not have to put themselves out there. And it is impossible to find one, right? Mm -hmm. And if you look at any great relationship that you have, everyone is based on vulnerability. So the key is, though, is no one wants to lead. And so by playing a game, the cards against mundanity, which I created, is that everyone is vulnerable. And what makes it easier to do in the group is the card is asking the question, not a person. Mm-hmm. Because if a person asks it, not you tend true. to start defensive, right? Why are they mm-hmm. asking? And all these litany of things go through your head. But if a card asks it, you're like, well, no one has an agenda because it's an anonymous card. I just picked it up, right? And people mm-hmm. then answer it. Well, what happens is then is the next person who has the next card tends to share a more vulnerable version of the story they would have told because you just did. So then it says to me, it's safe for me to share if you share, right? Well, when you do that, you know, now you create people that like one another. Maybe you might not be friends, but you get a new appreciation for who they are. And then you communicate better, you collaborate better, you resolve conflicts. It's easier to do consensus. You'll work harder, um, you won't want to disappoint the people around you. You'll care about them. I mean, all these things start emanating, um, but it has to start from somewhere. And typically, you won't get any of that happening unless it's just fortunate, right? I mean, you may run into someone at a, an event in your company or a group, and they might say, well, you know, I've had a bad day, and they ask why, and you share it. But there's no way for you to get at all these different answers and find out about people in one sort of concentrated period of time. It's just luck or chance that you do, if you ever do, right? So that's the beauty in it. And it just works every time because people want to get to know one another and the people that they're spending this much time with. Yeah, I, um, I, I love the fact that you gamified it uh, to, that, to that point where it really helps break down uh, the barriers of vulnerability. And um, you know, that is such a powerful tool uh, in, corporate America. Uh, I think that is absolutely, absolutely brilliant. Um, Jason, where, where can, where can our listeners go to find you? So you can go to my website. It's uh, jasontroy.com and it's jasontreu.com. 
Fantastic. And Jason, what is your next thing that you've got coming up? And um, uh, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners that they can, you know, what they can learn more about you? Well, a lot of it's just I'm, I'm reaching out and doing a lot more speeches and presentations and talking about my TED Talk more, um, you know, in depth, because there's a lot more research behind it and the things that organizations, a company and people can do um, around that. And then I just have a lot more, you know, things I'm doing some research on, on coaching and, you know, just helping organizations build their culture. And so that's a, a lot. Well, <laughs> so. I, 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 Jason, I honestly think that you're uh you are a, uh, a corporation's secret weapon in helping them unlock, uh, unlock some of the hidden within their employees. So I absolutely love what you're doing. Can you, uh, can you share your, uh, your website one more time? Sure. It's uh, Jason and it's T-R-E-U.com. Fantastic. And, and folks, uh, this is just a glimpse in the world. I, I plan on having Jason back on the show here uh, in the, in the future because uh, what he's doing is is really the really dives at the heart of transparency and authenticity and and really gets at the the a big reason at the core reason why we created the Clear Business Directory. So, uh, Jason, thank you so much for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me on. Awesome. And folks, before you get involved with anybody, make sure that business is in the clear. And if you own your own business, make sure you're operating from a place of transparency and authenticity because you will unlock your full potential when you do such. Take care. If you or your business has been ripped off by a fraud or scam, visit in the clear and let us know.